Today, it seems as if my return home was a confused dream. If being free was a dream, I didn't want to awaken. I had never experienced such a feeling of euphoria during my first twenty-five years, yet all was not well. I remember telling a reporter that I felt like a millionaire and that my troubles were all over. Not true. Of course, I had no idea how a millionaire should feel. As a matter of fact, fifty years later, I still don't. Even at the moment of my release, I felt a certain numbness of mind and body, a feeling that still exists. At the time, I had no idea that such a malady had a name. Today, we know it as post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, an affliction that we first publicly associated with Vietnam veterans. In my case, PTSD was the result of combat, captivity, release, and rehabilitation, all of which were very traumatic for me. I brought home from combat and the POW experience not only PTSD, but a severe loss of hearing, chronic dysentery, anxiety disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, nutritional deficiencies, traumatic arthritis, helminthiasis, infectious residuals from parasitic worms, frostbite, and peripheral neuropathy, a neurological disorder characterized by burning and tingling of the extremities. The doctors on board the ship coming home recorded that I had nerve damage, chronic dysentery, and a loss of hearing. In 1954, I went to the VA hospital in Miami for these service-related ailments. The doctors there granted me 10% disability for my nerves, 20% for the dysentery, but 0% for my loss of hearing. After a couple of years, they called me back for another examination and asked how I was feeling. Because I was still so glad to be home, and because I didn't want to have anything more to do with the military or even to think about my POW experiences, I foolishly told them I felt okay. So they cut me to 20%. Then, in 1962, I was pushed back to 0% disability, where I remained until after my PTSD breakdown in 1978. I did go to an eye, nose, ear, and throat specialist when I got home. He pumped this stuff out of my ear canals, just globs and globs of gook. That's the only way I can describe it. The doctor told me every time I could think of it to hold both my nostrils, blow, and put pressure on my ears, and that gradually my hearing should improve. But my hearing only got worse. When I began teaching, I had great difficulty in the classroom. If the kids asked me a question, I answered what I thought they asked, but it often wasn't the right question. They would laugh. I tried to keep my sense of humor, but it was difficult. Finally, at the big protocol exam of, I think, 1982 or 1983, I was bumped up to 40% disability for PTSD and given an extra 10% for my loss of hearing. I appealed this decision, and after a couple of years it rose to 60%. I later received another 10% for irritable bowel syndrome, which supposedly covered the lingering effects of my dysentery. VA regulations state that once you are at 70% disability, with more than 40% for one area, you are considered unemployable and you qualify for 100% disability. I appealed my claims several times. In 1996, I was awarded 100% disability retroactive to July 1, 1994. Of course, it took four decades of dealing with the VA to get this compensation rating. 
When I was finally awarded 100% disability, I was 68 years old. Doctors figure that every year in an Asian POW camp knocks five years off your life, so I was already living on borrowed time. In retrospect, I now know that I had become very withdrawn and introverted during my incarceration, and this behavior continued after my return to the States. I did try to put down my memories during the 60-day convalescence leave the Army granted me before my discharge. But after I finished my narrative, I tried to blank out everything about my Korean War experiences. I did not talk about Korea with my family or friends unless they asked a direct question. Even then they realized from my abrupt reply that I didn't want to talk about the war.